Okay, so the Oscars happened. And obviously, everyone is talking about it. Well, not it we are talking about. Which brings up a problem for the Oscars. The Oscars suck. As a matter of fact, you probably wouldn't have even clicked on this episode if it weren't for the slap. But at the same time, they are a major show that has helped many movie lovers find new films that we all would grow to love. And yet, it still sucks. So we brought our panel of media analysts and film nerds to ask the question, do we need the Oscars? This is The Return of the Movie. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Return of the Movie. I am Ben, and I'm here with our friends. Oh, that's the wrong side of the screen. Our friends, Alex (laughs) and Matt. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Ah, yes. Clearly, as you could probably tell based off of the rolling intro, we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Um, Originally, we were just going to have a conversation about, you know, whether it's needed, but Will Smith just, you know, you know what happened. You know what happened. So we also are going to have to be kind of touching up on a couple of those pieces. But regardless, um, just for everybody who watched last night, Matt and, well, Alex, I know that you were living off of highlight reels. What was uh, how how are you guys feeling after this cuz whoosh um, um it was so funny because i was at work so my boyfriend was sending me like play by plays and funny tweets and then he, i just he was like oh my god and he immediately found that um <laughs> the person in australia who posted the video of like the cut, the feed didn't cut out there um so then of course now i'm showing everyone at work and now this is like the only thing we can talk about at work um and then also and i do live in la somebody at somebody else who was working there a guy at their table had a camera roll and it was like pictures of him with will smith and he was going through it (laughs) so yeah i gotta um, be honest like the oscars like i watch them every year and it's just kind of like become a thing where I don't know. Maybe I'm just such in a sour taste from how bad last year's show was. I just kind of wasn't looking forward to it. And the whole thing was a drag. And as somebody who's been a filmmaker for a very long time now, I thought what they did with the categories was beyond insulting to both the craft and the people winning those awards. And so the Mm -hmm. show was just a drag. And Ben and I were actually talking on the phone as we're watching the ceremony. He says, okay, I I can't take this anymore. The ceremony sucks. I'm going to bed. Five minutes later, we get that moment, and um, the and then you know what? This is the most unified I've ever seen Twitter. Also, the idea that I got home and already was seeing really funny TikToks about it. Like this girl was on a green screen and she was pretending to be like the ASL interpreter for the Coda people while Will Smith was doing all this. I was <laughs> freaking dying. It was so funny. So yeah, this is kind of a pretense, and uh, it, we. We have a group chat for the channel and everything, and Abraham put it very well, actually, in a message that he shared to us of Will Smith just invertedly did something disastrous for himself while saving the Oscars completely unintentionally. (laughs) And the reason why we all know that this is not fabricated is because the Oscars could never intentionally come up with something interesting for us to watch. So (laughs) we're... This is this is it. This is this is the peak. This is the highest the show is ever going to go, and it's going to be downhill from here. Um, Unless they get so, Chris Rock uh, hosting next year. 
It's going to be a cage rematch. That's what it's going to be. Someone posted a picture of Nicole Kidman. She's, like, making a very shocked face. And they were like, has anyone in the last 15 years ever seen a forehead wrinkle on Nicole Kidman? Like, that's how you know (laughs) that it was was real. I I think we need to... Uh, I, I think that I hope that this episode has a pretty solid preface of the reason why we're here is because, I mean, it's no secret. No one watches the Oscars. No one really likes it. We put a poll on the channel and unanimously everyone went, I hate it. It was either I hate the show or I didn't even realize that it was happening. That's the kind of level of excitement for the Oscars. And there is an Im- at least what used to be an important element to this show. It used to be that this was the one time where we could watch all the celebrities come together and see all of our favorite filmmakers and actors kind of just existing as people. I'm going to put loose air quotations around it because it's still ultimately a show for entertainment. As an actor, I can tell you that actors are not people. (laughs) There's they're, they're only lizards guys. They're, they're part of the billionaire class. They're, they're only lizards. Point being, though, is that there's a question of why are we still doing this? And I think that there's some good arguments left, but it feels like when the only time we are talking about the Oscars is when Will Smith slaps the shit out of someone for a whole situation, which I know we're going to have to get into. It feels like the show is still floundering. Like, we might just not needed at this point yeah i mean i feel like there has always been kind of like this tradition like a lot of people will have oscar watch parties and you know it it's interesting because i think award shows are similar to live sports in that you need to have uh i mean i guess you don't need this for live sports but like to get any enjoyment out of the Oscars, you need to have watched at least a couple of those movies so that you have some sort of investment into what's happening. Um, so, you know, similar to live sports and that, like, you to enjoy it, you have to have a little bit of background info about, like, what's going on. And I think it is better enjoyed with a group of people. I, I think any award show, you're not really meant to be, like, at home alone just watching it. I... I don't really think that's like the most entertaining way. And I don't know that that's really the purpose of it. Wow. I I think I've just been consuming this medium wrong. Uh, Matt, our drinking separately in separate houses last night was not the move. Apparently (laughs) I was not drinking alone. Oh, Ooh. Okay. So I just outed myself. Great. Um, (laughs) Has no friends, has no friends. No, I was uh, shamefully uh, writing a budget proposal for another project while watching the Oscars. Um, fun fact, had more fun making the budget proposal. Um, the, I, I guess one of my questions is for you guys, is do you think that the Oscars still have a purpose or a purpose that's applicable to today? I, I mean, purpose is kind of a wide it depends on how cynical you are, I guess, because there's definitely still a purpose in terms of advertising and um, marketing these movies. So, like, we were talking pre-show about how a lot of these movies, a lot of people don't even realize exist until they hit the Academy Awards. And this is, like, we're ki- we've kind of moved out of the physical media age, but what would happen a lot of times is that movies 
like Fight Club is actually a really good example of this, where um, a movie would kind of find a second life post-release through DVD and VHS sales and rentals, etc. Um, you'd see a similar effect happen with uh, Oscar winners. Uh, but now everything just goes to streaming. So, and those streaming numbers are not always very public, and so they're always kind of a little bit nebulous. Um, so that that's like one of the ostensible purposes. But like at the end of the time, this is like an industry-specific trade awards show that kind of gets turned into the Super Bowl of filmmaking. But I'd also say that like Alex said something about where you know. It's like it's it's easier to get into when you've seen a lot of the movies and understandably for the last two years going to the movie theaters has been kind of a, a, a with until like well really Spider-Man was kind of like a weird proposition to ask people to do for you know understandable reasons but um you know if we had like a Titanic or Return of the King like when those movies won best picture everybody saw them Mm-hmm. And everybody watched those Oscars. And so I think there's definitely like a little bit of a populist element to it, where it's like even these movies that are super popular, like Dune. Dune wasn't even like a summer blockbuster movie. It came out in October. Yeah, it's crazy because the, I think there definitely is almost this category of Oscar non-movies that are like popcorn movies. Like they're kind of crowd pleasers. Uh, usually I would say have action um and they're not at quite as like art house or have a message like that. And I mean, I would say the closest that we had this year to that is maybe Dune, but I don't even know that Dune really falls into that category. Um, we've definitely had really? it in previous years. I actually, I didn't realize Rocky won best picture in, I want to say it was 1997. And I saw today, the other best picture noms were network, um, is it All the President's Men and Taxi Driver, which, like, one, what a great year for Ooh. cinema. But two, the idea that Rocky won against those is kind of wild. Too? I mean, this is something that we have seen over and over again. We talked about the Oscars last year in a couple of these moments of, like, there's always weird things that went out over others, some more memorable than others. We have the example of Shakespeare in Love, which uh, stole us, very much stole a spot. And we would not think of that movie Thanks, otherwise. I mean, it's, I gotta be honest, the only reason I even knew Shakespeare and Love existed yeah, as a I movie think, and that So there's a flip side to this. So there, are, there uh-huh. is like an Oscar category, which I feel like sometimes people look down on of these like classic movies, uh, you know, like obviously like Rocky, just like these action-filled movies that you're like, okay, this makes sense. The flip side to that is that the Oscars nominates movies that you haven't heard of and would be more like on the indie circuit. Like for instance, Nomadland, I think was one of the lowest grossing best picture winners in like a long time. I don't know that I ever would have seen Nomadland if it wasn't nominated for an Oscar and it was fantastic. And, um, you know, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but there's obviously been, um, a growing trend of foreign language films and there's no doubt that parasite winning had a pretty direct correlation to the popularity of say squid games um so that had a pretty big impact and obviously for the better that's you know it's giving people a 
they're like, oh, wow, it wasn't that hard to watch a movie in a foreign language, which, you know, if you watch anime, I think that breaks down that wall for you already. But there's a, you know, group of people who are like, oh, I don't want to watch something with subtitles. But okay, it's nominated for Best Picture. It won Best Picture. Let me watch it. And then they're like, oh, that, like, that was a fine way to consume this media. Let me go watch other things that are in a foreign language. Well, I'd, also, I'd yeah. also say that some of that um, started out with Roma the year before. Because Roma was easily, for a long time, the favorite to win Best Picture. It didn't. It lost out to, I want to say, Green Book. Yes. And then um, I think Roma actually... I, I would make the argument that Roma gave Parasite a little bit of momentum, which kind of had a trickle-down effect after that. For sure. I would um, say even before Roma, back in 2012... Um, there was a French movie, Amour. I don't think it was nominated for Best Picture. I think the main actress was nominated for Best Actress. But I saw it in, like, my hometown's, like, regular-sized theater. I'm sure they never would have shown it unless it was nominated for an Oscar. And it's easily one of my favorite th films of all time. It's so, so beautiful. It's such a good movie. And, uh... Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have seen it. I'm sure most people wouldn't have seen that movie if it hadn't been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, I think one of the interesting elements here as well is like we even going through this entire uh, piece, we this still spins out into one of the big winners on all of this, which was Coda. Mm -hmm. I mean, like talking about like a smaller film that a lot of people would probably not have seen if it weren't for this, as well as leading to the first best supporting actor that was a deaf person with a uh, Troy Coaster. Second. 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 Oh, I read first. Uh-oh. Okay, Second. Washington Post. What are you doing? Um <laughs> Okay. Sorry. I got it. Uh, that was I thought it was a good source. I'm sorry. You could please persecute me in the comments. But <laughs> the point still stands that, that that was a largely subtitled movie as well. And we've also seen this with other pieces, uh, like even last year um, it, with Sound of Metal, which wasn't heavily subtitled, but subtitles was a major element of it, communication with the deaf characters within it. It's It does lead to a lot more just interesting pieces. So a uh, little bit of a a little bit of a correction there on the uh, Troy Kotzer. He is the first male deaf performer to win an Oscar. The first was Marley Matlin, who won Best Actress in 19, um, 1986 for Children of a Lesser God. So it um, was the Best Supporting Actor category. That's what, that's yeah, what so that headline that specific, was. That specific category, but he's not the first performer. It actually kind of... Uh, also, recalls... she played the mom in CODA, by the way, so... CODA also kind of has the unique thing, of, is in the unique position of... Uh, you're read you're using subtitles the almost the entire movie and it's a sundance film and it's on a streaming service that i mean it's apple but my guess is that not many, as many people use apple as they do some of the other ones so it's there's a lot going against coda right now just in popular consciousness so i think one of the things that we have established on this part of the conversation though is that the oscars allow us to become more aware as a mainstream audience of really good films that we might not be aware of and actually can act as a really great catalyst for a cultural shift in how at least Western audiences consume media. Um, that being said, 
there's a lot more problematic things with this show. Um, going off the top, uh, already an immediate example of some diversity issues as far as the Latinx roles that were getting nominations in the first place. I'm pretty sure only like two women, uh, Latina women, have won Oscars for acting categories before. And they were both for the same role in West Side Story. So that's, yeah. uh, it's a great role, uh, but that's a little troubling. There's a lot of places that we could go with this, but I think one of the most immediately palpable things for me when watching this last night is we start up, Amy Schumer's doing a set, it's great, but you can tell that everyone in that room wants to kill each other at the same time. There's... It felt like there was no, like, I, I use this term loosely because I don't like people that use this term often, but there was no positive energy in the space at all. So by the <laughs> time that we get to Will Smith, like, I'm like, yeah, no, this makes sense. Like, the way that this night was going, someone was going to throw hands at some point. I, that's... Like, the writing was on the wall, like, the second that they started cutting to other people and, like, the way that all the jokes were going. Like, uh, I'm for I'm forgetting the person who did this one bit where she was calling up a bunch of men for COVID tests. And I'm like, could you, could you imagine if a man was doing that and calling up a bunch of ladies to go backstage in the same bit? I'm yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, that whole bit was not... And it went it on for bad. so long. Straight up not good. It's, that was like a five minute bit. That yeah, that and was like so like long. so we get that instead of seeing categories from the lesser cinematography was cut. Cinematography, yeah. sound, and editing were all cut. You don't have a fucking movie without a camera. Like what? What were they thinking? You don't. It, those are the three most important technical jobs. In the industry, period. They've like, already disrespected sound enough by compressing what used to be two sound categories into one. Yeah, it's it, it's mean, a bad we've time. Al we've already proven on this uh, channel that you can make a fantastic movie about an inanimate object. Let's say, like, a tire. Watch our first-timers <laughs> about rubber. Um, you don't have it, even necessarily need acting, but you do need... <laughs> you know, a camera and sound. I guess you don't yeah, technically it's... need sound if you're uh, the artist. Uh, but generally, those are uh, the most important Those categories. are some fighting but... words, Alex. Instead of do we need the Oscars, do we need sound? Do we need sound? Is sound necessary? Let's just momentarily remove all the audio from this podcast. <laughs> like they cut the audio from the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the, the point is that, like, we have really good elements here, but the show itself is, like, there's a, there's a reason why I, I bowed the fuck out right well, before the, the show and everything. The sketches were weird, but the show just kind of had this weird flow to it. It's like, so part of what they're trying to do and actually the mlb is facing a very very similar issue right now and i'll get into that in a minute but um they're facing this issue where they're trying to cut down the show because they don't want the show ending at midnight eastern time every single time um but it, and so to do that they pre-taped a lot of categories but it's like my god riz ahmed won an oscar and almost nobody knows because it was pre-taped 
Yeah. It's like Riz Ahmed, Hans Zimmer, one of the greatest film composers in the history of cinema, won an Oscar. And he wasn't even there for it. And it was pre-taped. And it's just, it's just like... It's it's it really kind of exposes how weird the priorities of the people making the show are because the show yeah. pacing was off the shows like like hair and makeup was the second to last category before best picture for some reason I think and it's like the the where what awards were given out when was just bizarre I think too it's just like when I watch the Oscars like I don't give a fuck when these A list celebrities give a speech most of the time. But I definitely do always enjoy, like, somebody somebody who wins for, like, sound mixing. They're always so excited. They seem, like, so grateful. I, and I think those are typically the best speeches, you know? And I think even someone who's not in the industry also appreciates, like, those speeches where people are so excited about what they do and they come off as more normal people. So it seems like a bigger win for them. Um, and then I would also say, you know, for as long as I feel like this ceremony has existed, you've had people that are, like, peddling, um, their agendas. Now, there's one group of people that can always do that, and that's documentary filmmakers. I think a lot of people, they win their award, and they're like, yeah, I did it about babies dying. Wish I wasn't winning this. Wish it didn't happen. And here's my <laughs> platform. Uh, so you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so obviously I'm I'm fully fine with every documentary maker getting up there and please give us your agenda. Uh, and that's obviously also another category where most people would not see many documentaries especially if they weren't nominated for Oscars. Obviously, that's changing a little bit now. I think documentaries have become more popular with streaming services. Um, like, the only time that we're okay with people being, like, agenda preaching is in that one scenario. And that's it. And otherwise, the only speeches that I like are when they're like, yeah, thank you for doing this. This was really fucking hard. And then they get off the stage. Like, yeah, I, or the only agenda pushing I'll take is like when you know I, I Michael Keaton gave a speech for his win in Dope Sick and his agenda pushing has to do with the role he was playing um, and was also very personal to him so that you know that's a little different too not just somebody who gets up there and is like we should stop taking the you know milk from cows okay <laughs> you flew here in a private jet shut the fuck up the, the weird thing is that the people who are in that room collectively have so much money and influence and ability to make these kind of changes that it always comes across as disingenuous as fuck whenever they try and lecture the public to do these kinds of things it it, it just there's always like uh you're, you're the one on tv man <laughs> you're the one with the money you're the one that like deals with these billionaire producers and uh, execs all all the time. It's like, yeah, I got a six a.m. shift after this. I'm not like uh, I, I'm not. I have no power here. Yeah. There's so I think this is the big element of at least why I don't give a shit about the Oscars anymore, and I only watch it as essentially a job. I have no interest in watching rich people. Period. There's there's an element here where, like, the things that 
at least I cared about as a filmmaker. And after a certain point, I think that they need to understand that their target audience needs to just be cinephiles. It it, it can no longer be the average person because the average person used to come here so that they could see celebrities as humans and not acting. That's the only reason. And social media has completely negated that. Mm -hmm. So now we're at the point where the only people left that care about these categories are the people that really love film and cinema. And the shit that we care about is the shit that keeps getting cut. And the shit that we don't care about is the weird, unnecessary comedy stuff that's being pumped through a three-hour runtime show. And with the Oscars, it's like with this explosion of award shows, we have the SAG, we have the Directors Guild, we have um golden globes which weren't even televised this year that's a that's a whole other can of worms we're gonna get been, into that there's been this downward trend for probably the last 10 to 15 years of just the ratings falling and falling and last year's ratings were kind of a crater but that's also because of, of well circumstances in all fairness that they nobody could control and so the numbers that from this year were about 15 point uh Eight three or six three million viewers, one of those, um, which still kind of puts it behind the twenty nineteen show. Um, and so this doesn't like while the numbers this year were far better than they were last year, it, it still didn't save the thing. But but I would also make the argument that um, this isn't an Oscar specific problem as we're talking about with like the Grammys or the Emmys or um, or the Tonys or something like that um, because. It, if you haven't been able to tell by now by my shirt, I'm a sports fan. And sports has been having the same issue. So like baseball, um, baseball just came out of a three-month-long lockout. Part of the reason was uh, they're trying to make changes that both the owners and the players are trying to agree to because they're trying to speed up the game because attendance in ratings are cratering. Um, the Olympics it's the has worst. its worst ratings, I think, literally ever. The Olympics have been going down... Um, uh, the NBA has been having a lot of issues with ratings going down. The only league, really, the only like live TV event that hasn't been having this issue is the NFL, because the NFL keeps going up, but everybody else has yeah. been going so, down. So there, there's a lot of things, and one of the pieces that I'm not going to say that this is what it is, because I genuinely do not think that this is the case. Um, a lot of people will point to the way that media is now formatted, where it is designed to for shorter attention spans and that our attention spans are somehow getting shorter because of this um there might be some grains of truth to that however usually what this kind of turns out into is that there's simply a it's less of an attention span thing and more of a there is a lot of stuff that a lot of people could be doing at any given point unlike previously the options for consumers, and by consumers, I mean consumers of media, are vastly larger. So there's plenty of content that can be going on at any given time. One of the things that like kind of marks the beginning of this downward trend for everything is actually the advent of streaming when yeah. Netflix became a popular medium. And Netflix still was running 30-minute to an hour shows. It's still the same runtime as what we're used to. But because we're, you're no longer dealing with uh, the original format of cable where you have to be worried about time slotting and specifically what are you competing with in that time slot, the uh, like baseball did not want to compete with Game of Thrones. 
that's mm-hmm. a thing that you would have to consider when figuring out when stuff was going to air. And now we have options. So stuff like this, the Oscars, we could be doing anything else. When I said I was going to bed, I didn't just go to bed. I turned on my Xbox and I was playing fucking Elden Ring for like an hour before everything else went down. I had other shit that I could do to decompress and actually enjoy my evening instead of watching the Oscars. That is the kind of thing that like this leads to. So the question is, if it's not length, then how do these shows address this? And there's also the question of, do the shows even need to address it or does the award have to address it. I think it still has the same exact intention it had when it was created in whenever. What year was the Oscars created? 1929, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's essentially marketing, advertising. We get to see beautiful people look the most beautiful that they look. Uh, and that's all well and good. I just think... Um, with social media and I think like a much more active dialogue around class differences, people do not get the same amount of entertainment from watching that stuff. And is there any way for the Oscars to change that? Probably not. So I guess this leads into the actual big meaty question of the podcast today. Do we even need the Oscars? I don't think it's a question of whether or not we need the Oscars. Because um, you could make the argument that we don't inherently need them any more than we need anything else. Um, I, I would say is that, like, I would never have heard of CODA if not for the Oscars. I would never have heard of... You know, one of my favorite movies last year was The Father. Oh. That movie was haunting, and I would never have even thought to look that up, watch it, see it, had it not been nominated for the things that it was. Because um, we did the show last year where we tried to do all the Best Picture nominees, and that was the one that I think blew us all away, just kind of came out of left field. Um, I think that, you know, I think on some respect, it's like I've always appreciated, and this is why I was so disappointed about the categories being cut, that it was an appreciation and a celebration of the entire craft of filmmaking and everything that goes in to making a movie and shining a light on things that the general public even now wouldn't necessarily think about. Um, but if they're not going to prioritize that, I don't think it's needed any more than, you know, like the Grammys. You don't need a Grammy to sell out a stadium or go on tour as a band. It's, I think you know. that is kind of one of the elements here and the elephant in the room is... As we kind of topped off the podcast, there is a aspect to this that is not entirely advertising. It's not entirely this cynical outlook. It really does come down to who are the winners and are we being shown a new piece of art because of this? And this is where things get a little weird. I think the Golden Globes actually made the right decision, not televising it. And keeping it down to, here are the winners. Could there have been social media fanfare? Sure. Could it, it should have been treated a little bit differently. Perhaps it can be treated like so much other media that we now treat now, which is just in our newsfeed as either highlight clips or as essentially, this is a, this is a cynical way of 
noting it, but as a press release. Because I, I do genuinely care about finding out who the winners are, because I haven't seen Coda. I'm going to go watch it now. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in that performance now. I'm really interested to see a lot of the films that came out on this. But well, I have to watch tr- it because I need to make an accurate top time list. I can't do it without the best picture. Well, there you go. You you have an actual reason to, to go see it. But for me, I'm just like, as a consumer, I'm going to go check that out now because it won a bunch of things. It's clearly very good. That being said, it's very good in the eyes of the Academy, which has some very big credibility issues with things like animation and other aspects that are just not live action or drama. Well, here, but, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, as opposed to uh, the televising thing. Um, would it, these movies stick in your head the same way as an advertising for the consumer? So, Had it, the, had it just been a release on Twitter? Because I really don't think the answer to that is yes. So that's kind of one of the things. I actually think that for the average consumer, maybe not. I do, I do see your point there. However, at this point, though, the show sh- the other counter argument is maybe the show should be cut to an hour and a half and it should just be us seeing awards maybe it should be fucking boring without whatever these weird extremely inappropriate bits are in between where the only funny thing again was amy schumer like roasting the shit out of the actual institution that she was invited to host okay let's be honest the chris rock bit was hilarious and the, like the will smith chris rock thing and I, I, I want to give not, Chris I was Rock, asleep at that point, but I, I'll give Chris I, I Rock all the credit in the world like, for keeping his composure. I really was like, oh, well, you know what? They're not hurting anyone by doing that. And then I was like, well, Chris Rock did get smacked <laughs> across the face. So did get smacked. Can't, can't really say that. Yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, there's a lot of people like make money off of this. And I mean, like normal people, like, you know, I'm sure there's, this is like real big money-making season for uh, hairdressers, makeup artists. It's a big thing in the fashion world. I'm sure there's a lot of little people who make decent money off of this. That's great for them. Uh, You know, I think it does afford a lot of opportunities for people who maybe would not, uh, get those opportunities as far as like documentary work um people in technical fields uh and it does shine a spotlight on movies that we wouldn't see otherwise i wanted to bring up also winter's bone which is a fantastic movie launched jennifer lawrence's career she was virtually unknown before she was nominated for that movie um and also even just movies like boyhood uh, usually I would say these are movies about extremely tough subjects and the Oscars gives them a platform and, you know, we like movies because it exposes our humanity and is a way for us to confront difficult things. Now, again, yeah, we don't need them like we need water or air, but, you know. It has a place. Yeah, I, I think they're going to keep continuing because, you know, I'm sure all of the Best Picture nominees are going to make more money now that the Oscars have happened and people have seen which ones are not. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to watch that where they wouldn't have before. So my answer so, is, sh- sure. Sure. With a shrug. <laughs> sure. Sure. Why I think, I think with that, this is this is the answer that we can come up with to for this question on the podcast today. And 
we're just going to have to wait and see. And hopefully <laughs> next year we will get a rematch in a cage. And I will actually tune in for Chris Rock v. Will Smith in the Battle Dome. That's the only only way I'm coming back unless we are still covering it on this podcast for some reason. <laughs> By um, the way, I'm seeing an article about potential consequences as per uh, Variety. Oscar's oh, watching a formal review of Will Smith. I, I There's going to be... <laughs> you know what? They, both, they owe him, both him and Chris Rock, a big fucking fruit basket for saving the show. I feel like Chris Rock was so stunned. In his mind, I'm sure he was like, God, I can't wait for Netflix to reach out tomorrow for like a three <laughs> special deal he's getting so many specials out of this good honestly good for him good. he took it like a champ he kept his composure I'm he took it like a champ he's and the reason I, why we thought it was a bit yeah i'm gonna watch a special of his in the next week because i'm like god i love chris rock he is so funny all right well with that we're back in season two of the return of the movie thank you so much for coming by please let us know what you think down in the comments it's the oscars I'm sure, like the poll we posted earlier, you guys are going to be like, meh. Um, but otherwise, we will be back next week with a, um, no, excuse me, not next week, in two weeks. And we will be jumping into the world of anime. I don't know why I said it like that. But we're going to be going into the world of anime live adaptations. And we're going to be posting something on the channel with a rundown of what the episodes are going to be looking like, how they're going to be coming out, and keeping you guys in general informed. Until then... See you next time. Bye. Oi. Hey, it's Ben here for just a quick little thing. If you liked that, please leave us a review and uh, maybe go ahead and watch one of our other videos or listen to one of our other episodes. We did a review on the Oscars last year with all the best picture nominees, which you should check out, as Alex said. All right, bye-bye.